This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors in the financial industry. Outer Blue by Amundi. Welcome to Blue Convictions, market analysis and asset allocation views. Hello, and thank you for joining us for Blue Convictions. As 2021 draws to a close, the global economy is continuing its recovery from the COVID pandemic, even though it is slowing down and inflation is looming large. There are still plenty of major challenges to be faced, not least the energy transition to fight climate change and the development of an inclusive growth model. So what's in store for investors in 2022? What fiscal and monetary policies can we expect? And what might be some of the associated risks? Those are the questions I'll be putting to Monica Defend, the global head of research here at Amundi, who joins me now. Hello, Monica. Welcome. Thank you. We've witnessed a strong growth rebound in 2021, uh, together with a revival of inflation. So tell us, what are the key global macroeconomic takeaways for 2022? Yeah, thank you, Tom. Well, there are three main takeaways we have in mind going into 2022 and then even 2023. The first one is a regime shift. Basically, what we are seeing today is growth decelerating Global growth is going from uh, 5.8 uh, to uh, 3.4% in 2023. So there is this uh, gentle slowdown while inflation is, is moving up. The second um, pillar we have in mind refers to the sequencing in the monetary policy to manage this uh, regime shift. And then the third is this great transformation that we see going from the end of this low rate, uh, low inflation, low growth uh, world that we have been used for decades. And now we are moving into something with higher inflation, rates that will uh, remain uh, low. Uh, we are seeing a partnership in the monetary and in the fiscal policy that really needs to go together. Uh, they've been financing the uh, recovery during the pandemic, and now they have to organize themselves in order to fill the inequality gap that have been widening because of the pandemic, and then the green financing challenge, which is going to be a major uh, event in the years to come. And then we have this uh, climate change thing. So climate risk is there, is something that we really need uh, to tackle. And this is really has seen an endorsement from all the governments that have to take bold decision in order uh, to, uh, to move forward and manage the climate risk. Having said that, there are some key assumptions uh, we are making. The first one refers to Chinese GDP that is uh, dominating this uh, two-speed recovery that we expect in 2022. So that uh, GDP in China is going from 7.7 in 2021 to 4.7 in 2022. Uh, we are seeing on inflation side, the uh, global supply uh, chain bottlenecks, we are making this uh, heroic assumption that they're going to be solved in the second half of 2022. And uh, this is what is going to have an impact, a major impact on the uh, inflation pattern. And as far as the labor market is concerned, we do expect the um, uh, recovery plan uh, to and the support uh, to employee to progressively uh, fade away. And this will imply some uh, pressure, some inflation on the uh, wage side that we think we are going to manage. 
last but not least, energy prices. So what we are seeing uh, is an increase in the energy prices. We have in mind uh, a target for oil around 80 US dollar per barrel. This is something more related uh, to the political uh, side. While on uh, natural gas, there is a mismatch between uh, demand and supply. Russia can help uh, Europe, but it won't solve it. And But we don't think that uh, both China and Europe will enter our um, energy crisis. Okay, thanks for that. Now, the excess accommodation to fight economic damage from the pandemic has been widespread right across the world uh, from central banks and from governments. Uh, so what are the main monetary and fiscal policy challenges at play in 2022, do you think? Well, central bankers are going to have really a tough uh, job in the month uh, to come. Uh, we first of all think that there will be some asynchrony in the uh, monetary policy, meaning that there are some central banks like the Bank of England, for example, that are in a more advanced uh, phase of this uh, um, uh, normalization of, of the policy. So, for example, we expect them uh, to uh, hike rate before uh, the end of uh, 2021. We then have the Federal Reserve that has, uh, again, to manage this uh, mismatch between growth decelerating and inflation uh, accelerating. Uh, we think that we need to distinguish tapering from the hiking cycle. Uh, this will, the, the hiking cycle will really come later. What they will do is uh, to enter this tapering and maybe accelerating the speed uh, of the tapering in case inflation that we do believe is here to stay. So the temporary and uh, structural uh, debate is really a smoke and mirror. Um, it is something that we really not need to focus on, uh, but definitely it will have an influence on the monetary policy. We then have the ECB, which is neither in, in an easy situation. Uh, there are a lot of political pressure on uh, Madame Lagarde, that is called, by the way, Madame Inflation in, in Germany, just uh, to set, uh, the set, set the scene for her. We think there is um, one key strategy they have uh, to, to push her, no ambiguity. So we expect them to confirm uh, the forward guidance in December to um, stop the PEP, the emergency uh, measure in, in March. They might think to something temporary to help this uh, transition that is still in place because the crisis is over, but the pandemic has, has not finished. So uh, we still need some kind of support. And we don't think that it is time really to think about uh, rate hikes as far as the uh, euro area is concerned. We cannot mention the People Bank of China. Uh, we think that China is going to face a, a kind of a slowdown in the next uh, four months. Uh, we see a lack of triggers in order uh, for the economy to get some momentum back. This will come after the first quarter uh, of next year. And we would really like to see more intervention uh, in an accommodative stance uh, displayed by the fiscal and the monetary side that are not in place yet. So we have seen the Central Bank of China injecting liquidity to help the uh, real estate sector to manage the Evergrande uh, situation that has been uh, done in an appropriate way. But we would like to see uh, something more. On the fiscal side, Again, we have been uh, accumulating tons of debt. Uh, this is the reason why interest rates have 
to, to stay low because we need to repay uh, this debt. But there is more to come, more to come in terms of uh, um, the um, next generation fund, for example, so helping the recovery, but also financing uh, the, the green transition. We require a lot of investment. So uh, full speed on the fiscal and monetary side. Thanks for that. And within that scenario you've just described for us, the global scenario, what are the main risks do you think to be faced in the year 2022? We think really there are two main risks. Um, one on the um, on growth. Uh, it is really important to have the growth path holding in a moment when inflation is uh, is moving higher because the worst case scenario is stagflation and unfortunately there is plenty of reason why growth uh, might disappoint uh, to the to the downside uh, we might have uh, a hard landing in china again we are talking about risk scenario uh, we might have uh, a monetary policy mistake because it is really not uh, easy to handle this uh, this situation and should uh, should the central banks disappoint the market uh, they might lose their credibility and this would be really disruptive uh, for the uh, financial markets. We might have also climate risk. Uh, we have seen uh, the hurricane Ida uh, in, in the United States uh, that is having real real economy effect. And the same is happening in Italy, uh, for example, and not to mention Asia. So all the areas uh, are impacted by, by climate, uh, climate risk. And then there is another angle uh, that is the geopolitical one. There are new equilibria uh, that are that are taking place between U.S. and China. We are uh, kind of used to that. Uh, they might uh, have found uh, some kind of agreement on climate, but certainly there are certain subjects that remains highly, highly uh, sensitive. Uh, we then have Europe that is repositioning within the geopolitical uh, global world. We have on one side um, Macron and Draghi that need to restart uh, a leadership, including uh, Germany, after 16 years of, of Angela Merkel. Uh, we have uh, um, the new leadership in Germany, Brexit, that will require the United States to find some anchor in uh, in Europe. And then we have uh, all this uh, Indo-Pacific area that is creating a lot of interest for the rest of the world. And I've seen uh, Prime Minister Draghi quite active during during the G20 uh, with President Modi in order really to have a place for Europe within uh, the the area. Um, and, and then uh, we have uh, this uh, lack um, lack of German leadership or change uh, of German leadership. We have Brexit and we need really the US looking for uh, for an anchor. So uh, there is a lot uh, at stake within the geopolitical order that is uh, living this uh, great transformation as we label uh, our outlook uh, the, this year. So um, we, we are not going to get bored uh, during 2022, I would say. Okay, well, thank you very much indeed for that. Monica Defen, the Global Head of Research here at Amundi, thank you very much indeed. And thanks to you for joining us for this podcast. We hope to have you with us again very soon for another edition of Blue Convictions. This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors as defined in Directive 2004-39-EC, dated 21st of April 2004, on markets in financial instruments called MIFID, investment services providers, and any other professional of the financial industry.
views are subject to change and should not be relied upon as investment advice on behalf of Amundi.